welcome to the Empower Church podcast. My name is Matt Garner, and I'm the pastor at Empower Church here in Melbourne, Australia. We're so glad you've joined us today, and I am believing that today's message is not only going to inspire you and encourage you, but it's going to empower, equip, and challenge you to be everything that God has called you to be. Hey, if you want more information about what we're up to at Empower Church, just jump on our website, empowerchurch.co, and all the details are there. We really hope that you enjoy the message. Very cool. Awesome. Every now and then at the moment, uh, once a month, or might be once a fortnight, I don't know. My wife's the real boss. Um, we're taking the youth, once a month, we're taking the youth ministry out um, to have some time together. Um, and uh, that is good because we're not running a weekly Friday night program. Um, praise the Lord. It's good. Next year we, we will be giving that a whole lot of energy and time, which is really exciting. And, um, but come on, do you just feel the presence of Jesus here? The Holy Spirit's here right now. He's, he's so powerful. So powerful. And he just wants, he wants to move. He really does. I sense him moving right now. And uh, the key is an open heart, isn't it? open heart. So Ahab's going to come in just a minute and um, he's going to share with us. But can we just stand to our feet just for two more minutes? I just want to pray. I do apologise for the heat. We've had this conversation with the venue about 14 times um, and they're trying to work out their very large complex systems that turn one button on for the entire university instead of just turning this on. So um, bear with us. Um, we know it's hot. So Ehab's going to preach. It's good he Ehab's on and not me. Amen. <laughs> Means you'll get out of here sooner. So um, hopefully. Anyway, we'll see. He's a prepared man. But come on, can we um, just focus our attention on the Lord and open our hearts receive something from him today we just bless the name of Jesus Father our hearts are open today we want to receive a touch of your spirit we hunger and we desire more of who you are and Lord just like the Apostle Paul prayed over the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1 that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened Father, that's what we want. So when we invite the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come and flow in power, we invite it right now, Father, to come and cut and divide between bone and marrow, between spirit and flesh, between the very thoughts, the intent, the content of man's heart. Lord, I thank You today that You are going to absolutely resurrect people. The enemy is trying to uh, trying to kill people through mental health issues and sickness and a whole lot of different issues, Father. But today is a day of liberty. It is a day of breakthrough. It is a powerful day of freedom. Father, people walked in here in coffins, but they're gonna, metaphorically speaking, but gonna, they're gonna walk out here completely free with the very life and the power of heaven flowing through them. And so Jesus, we honour You. Jesus, we honour your presence. Jesus, we honour who you are. 
Jesus, we honour the fact that You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You left nothing unconquered. You left nothing unfinished. You left no sin. Uh, you, you left no sin. Sin had no power over us. Death even has no power of us over us. And so, right now, we just glorify the name of Jesus. We bless the name of Jesus. And we open up our hearts to receive from King Jesus. We open up our hearts to receive from You today. So as we come around the Word, we ask You to speak to our hearts. Father, let a, uh, an atmosphere of miracles, let an atmosphere, let the Word, I just pray, I pray for, I'm, I'm not praying for You, I'm praying for me. You pray for Yourself for a moment. But Lord, I pray today that as Ahab shares, I pray the Word would so capture my heart. It would be like looking at the person of Jesus Himself in this message today. And I pray that I would be convicted of those secret things in my heart. Father, I pray that, that, that I don't even know are there. I pray, Father, that You would change me and transform me. Lord, we're hungry for You. And we long for Your touch today. Be blessed, Lord. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen. Come on, Ahab, come and share with us, bro. You may be seated. Good morning. Good morning. You'll have to bear with me. Uh, the, um, the iPad that I had um, planned to use didn't open for me last night, so I don't know why. Um, but praise God. Praise God because this is His Word, not mine. Um, just as we were worshipping you know, there is, truly there is nothing like being at the feet of Jesus. You know, Tomsy and I were speaking last night and uh, reminded us of th that woman that was caught in adultery, in the act of adultery. And, um, or, or the woman that, that, that came and knelt at the feet of Jesus. I'm already going off on a tangent. I haven't even started. But she came and cried at the feet of Jesus. No words were uttered. Nothing was spoken by her to Him. But Jesus knew what she was speaking because the tears that rolled down her face and wet His feet. And then she dried them with her hair. And everybody around would have said, if He only knew who was touching Him. Oh, Jesus knew but no sin can penetrate Christ. But it is the mercy and the grace and the love of Christ that penetrated her heart. But all she did was come and kneel at the feet of Christ. How many of us truly come and kneel at the feet of Christ? Maybe we don't even have to say a word. That's what Romans 8 says, is sometimes we don't know what we should say or what we should speak or what we should pray. But with groanings, the Spirit speaks through us. And that could be just through your tears, your heart flowing out on Christ. It's nothing like being at the feet of Christ. Nothing will humble you more than being at the feet of Christ. The feet that took the nails for you and me. 
hands that took the nails for you and me are worthy. And He is here in this place. King Jesus is here. Nailed, scarred hands and feet. Christ is here. We're all in need. Me, number one. But we're all in need of Him. That's why we are here. But not just here. It is later on this afternoon and evening. It is every day of our lives we're in need of Him more and more. So what we're going to talk about today is perseverance. Something that we probably don't talk about a lot. But perseverance under trials. And this is something that you and I struggle with. Oh, we don't just struggle with our trials. We do. But it's the perseverance that God wants to teach us to pursue. And we're starting at, let let, let me just read this part. I wrote this. Perseverance has always been a sign of a true believer. Persevering is not, a, is not a work that we have to do in order to be saved, but it is a work we do because we are saved. So we don't earn our salvation by continuing to do what we think is right, but we pursue and persevere because we are saved, because we know the one who saved us. So we are persevering under trials. James chapter 1 puts it in a very unusual way. Growing up, I've read this often, and I always think there must be a mistake with the way he wrote it. I mean, a lot of people try to find contradictions, mistakes. I thought this was one, so I just kind of brush it to the side. But James here tells us to consider it what? Consider it what? Pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That's enough. We could just stop right there. But it goes on. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. So unless we're going through trials of all kinds, my faith isn't going to be tested and therefore I'm unable to learn what perseverance is. Let perseverance finish, finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Wow. Consider it pure. Why in the world would I consider it pure joy when I'm going through trials and tribulations and hardships of all kinds? And you can list them. We all have them. Whether it be sicknesses, whether it be people disowning you because you believe in Christ, whether people are being promoted and you are not because of your faith in Christ. It may be a lot of things, different things. Being from the Middle East, we hear a lot of people who come to Christ and are being disowned by families and friends and communities. What do they do? Do I go back? 
How do I persevere? What does the Bible say about perseverance? Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. I've been in a place where it's just too hard, it's too difficult, and you kind of think, I want to give up, I want to go back to what I thought was okay, easier life. But because Christ lives in me, perseverance is there, continuing, helping me along to keep going even though things are not as I had planned. How many of us, and we've spoken, and I've, Pastor Matt and I have spoken a lot and I've spoken with a few others, about this prosperity gospel. We'll just say it as it is. And this is what happens. We, we invite people to Jesus because when you come to Jesus, all your issues will be dealt with. All your problems will be gone. You will be rich. You will be healthy. You will be perfect in everything. You will lack for nothing. That's great. That sounds good. But is it the truth? Yes, sign me up. But is it the truth? Is it the truth? You know, living with Christ, that that is far from. If our Lord endured hardships, he endured hardships so much so that he endured the cross and he did not consider that to be anything because he knew the end result would be that I have covered your sins, that death has been conquered, the grave is no longer your enemy because of what Jesus has done for us. Perseverance. You look over the things that are holding you back. You look over the things that are trying to control you and tell you, take a step back. This isn't worth it. I know we all struggle. I struggle. We all struggle. We struggle with sickness in our bodies. We may struggle with mental issues, mental health issues. We struggle with persecution and trials, temptations. But perseverance is the key to continue on with what you are doing, to continue to pursue what is right, what is holy, what is godly. You're able to grow in your faith. And that is what will produce maturity in your faith. How many of us growing up, giving our life to Christ, sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. The inconsistencies are there. A lot of it is due to if things are working out well, then everything is fine. I'm well with God. But when things are not going okay, we tend to blame God. Say, God, we thought this was going to happen. We thought everything was going to be okay. That's the promises I were given. But through every storm and every trial, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus did not die on the cross and therefore eliminate sin, but he eliminated the power of sin over you. Therefore, I can pursue and I can persevere through those things. 
Jesus conquered death and hell. It doesn't mean they aren't there, but it means he has broken the curse. He has broken the power over them. Therefore, they have no mastery over me. They do not control me any longer. Oh, they are there. I am faced with trials all day, faced with temptations all day. In fact, Paul says it this way. He says, I am facing death not once a week, not once a month or once a year. Daily, every single day for the sake of Christ, we face death. So what does that mean? Well, let's go on a holiday. Let's back down. Let's give it a break. I can't keep doing this every single day. No. As a normal human, no, you can't. But this is why Holy Spirit resides in us. He gives us the strength, the ability, the willingness, the desire to pursue and to persevere. This is what Paul says. We are pressed on every side. This is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verses 8 to 12. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our bodies. There is someone who's experienced not only the transformation of Christ in his life, but he's experienced everything that you and I go through. He says, yes, we are persecuted. Yes, we, are, we, we do suffer. All day, every day we suffer. But we continue on. We continue on. For we are alive. So, so we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. Paul was so selfless that he did not care what it cost him to share the gospel with others. Some of us will get a, you know, some people back chatting or back talking or you're a Christian or you are this and you are that. And you're like, well, I'm never going to speak to them again. And we back away. We back down. Just imagine where you and I would be if the apostles took that stance or the generation before us took that stance or where would the next generation be if we took that stance. But we must persevere. You know, Jesus never promised a life of comfort, a life that's full of perfection, in fact, he says this, Jesus says, he who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his life on the rock so that when the storms came, when the waters rose and when the winds blew, he was able to stand. But the one who does not put my words into practice walks away, he hears them, but walks away from them. It's like the foolish person who built his house on sand. The winds came, the, winds, uh, 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 the, the, the storms rose, 
The waters rose. So here we are, Jesus teaching us here that we are not immune from the very things that everybody goes through. Just because you're a believer, it does not mean that you will not encounter hardships or tribulations or trials. But one thing you know is that when you are a believer in Christ, when you have taken Jesus as your personal saviour, you are standing on the rock. And therefore, when the trials comes, when the waters rise, when the winds blow, I will not be moved, not because of anything else other than what I am standing on. And that is the foundation of Jesus himself. That is how I am able to persevere, not in my own strength, but in him who lives and resides within me. This is why sometimes we go like this. We haven't reached that level of maturity yet. Allow trials to help your faith grow so that in turn you may be more mature in your walk with the Lord. Therefore, when trials come, I don't ask why God did you allow that to happen, but it'll be more of, God, I know you're with me. And I know you will not allow anything to overcome me because they won't overcome you. But teach me through this. Help me to become stronger in this. Maybe there is some part of my faith that you need to grow in me. So be it. Allow me to go through it. I'm not saying that that is something that we automatically think about when we're facing trials. But as we're sitting at night and pondering, thinking, why has this happened? Another thing. Things come in threes, do they not? When it rains, it pours. does in my life. But praise be to God that he has never left you. He will never force. They are his promises. God is not a man that he should lie. His promises are what? Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Many, many are the afflictions of who? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But praise be to God. What's the rest of it? Delivers him from them 50%. Delivers them from them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. So don't ever think that I'm immune. I'm not. I've never been given that promise. But I've been given a promise that when you go through the waters, when you go through the fire, I am with you. Not I'm on the other side telling you to come over. I am walking with you. He has never left us. And this is what, this is what, what shows us how to persevere because I want to see God act in my life. I want to see God move in my life. I want to be able to overcome those things because of the power that is within me coming from the one who lives within me. Bittersweet story, the Egyptians who held captive the Israelites. It always comes back to this, doesn't it? Always comes back to this. Um, yeah. But praise be to God. You know, when they, end, when they faced the Red Sea, the Egyptian army was there. It's like they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. You know, you've brought us out here to die. It's clear, clear Moses, what you brought us out to do. Moses had no clear word from God. Pharaoh is coming with all his army. Red Sea. What does God do? 
What is God? He doesn't dry the whole thing. He could have. He could have dried it all. But he put up a wall of water on this side and a wall of water on that side and they walked straight through on dry land. But yet the enemy is next to me. The enemy is behind me. Waters are my enemies. So God's still giving you that picture that I am with you even in the midst of the storm. So I'm not going to take away everything. I'm not going to take out the waters so you can be clearly sure that I'm not going to, you're not going to drown. But I'm going to put up a wall of water here, a wall here. I'm, you're going to walk on dry land. Everything is going to be dry by the time you get to the end. But you're going to see your enemy behind you and on the side. But you will have victory because I'm walking with you. Persevere. Continue to walk in the ways of the Lord. Be mature in your faith. I don't know, should I say it? I've not been one to ever ask God why. That's just my makeup. Probably I'm too scared to. <laughs> Whichever way it is, I've never been one to ask God why did this happen. But I trust you, Lord, that what you have brought me to, you will bring me through it. If there are no trials, how do I grow? If there is no sickness, why did Jesus say, I am your healer? If there are no miracles that need to be done, why do we call him our miracle worker? We need to persevere. Our faith needs to grow. I'm speaking to myself, number one, as I'm sharing this with you. Our faith needs to grow. We need to become mature. I know I keep repeating it, but this, I pray it just keeps, it just resonates within you. That next time trials and tribulations come, and they will, I will run to the Lord and say, Thank you for the opportunity to grow. This hurts. This is not right. This is tough. I cannot do it without, and I'm thankful that I cannot do it without you. Not thank you for the trial, I'll work this on my own. No, no. God allows difficulties to come so that I could rely on him, trust in him, depend on him, go to him, run to him, lay at his feet, cry those tears at his feet. You know, I tell you when we were singing that song, which I can't remember what we were singing that song, which song it was. All I, all I did was just have tears. I had nothing else to say. And you know what? The things that I have, may have come in here with were all dissipated. We're all gone because now I'm, I'm, I'm at the feet of Christ. I don't care. I actually don't care. I don't care that these people are judging me. I don't care what they think of me. I'm laying at the feet of Christ. And I'm wetting his beautiful feet with my tears. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the trials are saying. I don't care what man wants to do to me because I know that I'm at the feet of the King of kings and Lord of lords, the one who has given me life, the one who will restore the very things that have been taken away from me. Why do you think Jesus, or, or, or sorry, the, the word of God says that he is able to restore the years that the locusts have eaten? How would you do that? That's up to him. 
He is God, not me. He is God. But he is able to. And that he promised he will do. So let's grow. Let's grow in our walk with the Lord. Let's grow in our faith. Let's challenge each other. Because I know we are so good at meeting each other and speaking with each other and motivating each other. Let's pray for one another. Let's help each other. Let's lift up one another. We're here not to condemn. We're not here to say, well, you know, you must have done something wrong. Remember when Jesus met up with a paralytic and disciples came and everybody came and said, so whose sin caused him to be like this? Was it his sin or was it his parents' sin? There must be something wrong with this person because of somebody's sin. Jesus says, none, none. This is so that the glory of God may be revealed. So who knows that the trials, and and other versions put it, fiery trials that you are enduring will bring glory to God ultimately. So let us continue to persevere because this will show your faith to the world. This will show your faith to your children. It will show your faith to your family, to those who are persecuting you that I will not move, that I am determined that through Christ we are able to persevere. I'll end off here because I know it's getting hot. Revelation 21, beautiful, beautiful verses. Beautiful verses. Difficult for me to, to read, but they are there for you to see. What does it say? He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. There'll be no more. This is talking about once we get to heaven. He will wipe away every tear. He will wipe away every tear. When I think about these words and ponder on them, We go through trials, we go through tribulations. We may come through to the other end of them, but sometimes the memory lasts, it lingers. But for me, when I read, He will wipe away, wipe away. Not just wipe them, but He will wipe away the memories that brought those things along. He will wipe away the thoughts that come with those hardships. Those very things that you thought you left behind, but they keep lingering in the back of your mind. He says, I will wipe them away. He'll wipe every tear, but He'll wipe it in a way that you will remember them no more. Because why? It says, for the old order of things have passed away. The old order is, yeah, I I can move on from it, but the memory is still there. It's still lagging. It's still haunting me sometimes. But praise be to God that there is a time coming. Persevere. But there is a time coming where He will wipe away every tear. There'll be no more tears, no more death, no more mourning, no more pain. No more pain. Why? Because those things were the old order of things. 
since you and I fell into sin and sin was throughout the entire, they, that's, that's the usual order. But praise be to God that when we stand before Him, when He comes back for His church, He will wipe away every tear. There's no more death, no more suffering, no more pain, no more sleepless nights, not that there's any sleep in heaven. But there are no more sleepless nights, no more thinking and lingering thoughts in the back of your mind. Hold on, persevere, walk with the Lord. No one who walks with the Lord will ever be defeated. No one who walks with the Lord will ever be dissatisfied. No one who walks with the Lord will ever be defeated. These are the promises that God has given us. We still live in a world that's full of sin. We still full, uh, uh, live in a world that, that's full of darkness and evil. But we are in the world, but not of it. So persevere as you walk with the Lord. I urge you, I encourage you. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Jesus is right beside you. He is here. He is here. Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into His grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also boast, we also glory in our suffering because we know that our suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Ask for these things. Help me to persevere, Lord. Help me to push through one more day. That woman that had the issue of blood, 12 long years. She could have given up any time. Persevered. If I can just touch the hem of His garment, if I can just get to Him. I know I will be made well. Perseverance. She was unclean for 12 years, was not meant to be seen in public. But she persevered. Lord, help me one more day. Help me another day, Lord. Help me to seek You a third day, Lord. As long as I need You, Lord, Help me to persevere. I may not get my breakthrough this side of heaven. We are never guaranteed those things. We aren't guaranteed those things. But I'm guaranteed that He will be with me always. Paul prayed three times for the thorn to be taken from his side. Three times. We didn't hear a thing about it afterwards. But he just moved on. I prayed three times, didn't happen, didn't answer, I moved on. But I'm persevering. I will continue to do what the Lord has asked me to do. Father, we thank You. We thank You. 
and we thank You. Because Lord, You are the one who has begun this work in us and You are faithful to bring us, to bring our faith to completion, Lord. We thank You, Lord, for all that You have brought us to, even if it's our own doing. But Lord, I, along with my brothers and sisters, will always testify that You've not ever left us or forsaken us. You've given us a strength through the night. You are the one who says, I sing over You. How beautiful You are, Lord. How kind and gentle. How strong and powerful. All authority is given to You. Father, we need You. Help us to persevere in a time, Lord, where people just give up. But help us to pursue You and help us to persevere under trial. In Your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, could we could just have a moment of ministry with the Lord? Where if you have those trials or those, if you're in the midst of a trial now, or maybe there's been hurt for years, maybe it's been 20 years of hurt or struggling, but what Ehab shared was in heaven we'll have those tears wiped away, but Jesus said, for now, while we're on this earth, cast your cares to Him. So if that's you and you, you can think of something that you're going through, we may not know it but the Lord does and whatever it may be, just take a minute with God right now to cast your cares on Christ because He cares for you. Let Him comfort you now. Let Him wipe away those tears now. And one day we will see Him face to face and He'll personally take those tears. But for now, whatever trial you're in, throw it upon Jesus because He takes that yoke of the world And this is the only way we get through this world, this life without anxiety, without that stress, without that pressure of the world. It's because of Jesus that He takes the burden. So wherever you're at, just take a minute with God. And Paul said when he prayed that that thorn would be taken away, God's answer was that my grace is abundant for you. His grace is abundant for you in this season of life, in this year, whatever your 2022 has looked like. His grace is sufficient to allow you to carry the load, to allow you to persevere. So Lord, right now I just pray for every heart in this place. You see every heart. You see every burden. You see every trial. Lord, we humbly come on our knees and in tears we say thank you. Thank you for the trials that are maturing us. Thank you for the work that you are finishing in us. And Holy Spirit, I pray for the grace, your grace to come upon every person in this place that is in need of you. 
you see every tear. You know every cry at night, every private cry of someone's heart that no one else can see. You see it. And it says he stores up every tear in a bottle because every tear is precious to him and he he knows everything that you are going through and it matters to him. So I pray, Holy Spirit, bring grace to those who need it. We stand with our brothers and sisters. For those who have faith, pray now for those that need it. Intercede for your friend, for your brother, for your neighbour, for your family member. Lord, we unify our faith with those who need it. For Christians around the world who are suffering, we stand in the gap. He's looking for someone to stand in the gap. Will he find someone or will he find no one? But we stand with every Christian over the, around the world. The persecuted church, Lord, we pray that they would stand firm under trials. We pray that the fear of death would not take them, that the fear of suffering would not make them fail in their faith. We pray for the single mother during Christmas who was struggling. Let there be a perseverance of faith. Pour out your grace, Holy Spirit. We cannot do it without you. Can't do it without Jesus. It's He that breaks the yoke. It's His anointing that breaks the yoke. Lord, I pray for faith, for encouragement, for words of encouragement. And if you have a word of knowledge or a word of encouragement, even now, if you, if you feel something for someone in this place, then after the service, use that gift, practice that gift and go and give that, deliver it to someone who needs it. There's someone who, whose faith is gonna be built on your word of knowledge and your word of encouragement. <clears throat> and we need to be a church that practices these gifts and puts, applies them. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. So Holy Spirit, Would you bring to mind those we need to text? Bring to mind those that you wanna speak to. He speaks through us, not just the word, he speaks through us. We thank you, Jesus, we glorify you. We thank you that you persevered to the cross because you saw the joy set before you. You saw us entering through the gates of heaven to be in communion with the Father. And that was enough for you to take the ultimate sacrifice and go through the hardest trial. We glorify you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus, and we worship you, Lord. Thank you, God. Well, Allow me to clean up my face. Um, 
I'm meant to be bringing some announcements, not doing all this, but <laughs> um, just in this final few minutes, just want to let you know what's coming up in the life of church. And so, um, first of all, if you are new or if you're, you've been coming for a few weeks and you want to get connected or maybe you've been here for a long time and you still want to get connected, there's the code on the screen that you can open your phone up and just go through the promptings there. Um, and someone will get in contact you or call you or email you and just get you connected. If you want to join an, uh, an eConnect or if there's people you, you want to do fellowship with, you can get it all through that code, okay? Um, if there's giving, if you want to give, uh, we can do it electronically or you can do cash out in the foyer. Um, again, there's a code on the screen. There you go. You can just um, do direct debit if you want every month or you can do it as you please, but that's just for your availability if you want to give. But coming up um, next week, we have our gift giving service. Um, so we join with Salvation Army like we have done in previous years. And so we're doing that again this year. So next week, if you want to contribute in that way, it's just a really awesome way that we as a church can help um, those who are less fortunate or financially struggling. And so there's two categories that you can give a gift for. The first is for the age of 10 to 14 year olds. Um, and that can be boy or girl. But uh, what we'll be doing is going into Kmart or Target and buy a, a backpack. And you can fill it with um, stationery, books, reading books, drawing books, whatever it may be. You can fill it with little um knickknacks and whatever but just fill that up and then you can bring it to the service next week we'll collect them and then the team will deliver it to the salvos that afternoon so that's for the 10 to 14 year olds boy or girl you can choose or do both but um the other option is for teenagers who are a bit older what we'll be doing is just you can either give cash or you can give electronically but we're going to um compile that and buy some gift cards for them for different shops or whatever it may be and they'll be distributed accordingly so you can give if you are wanting to give electronically you can just do it to the the giving code maybe we could get that up on the screen again um and you just put in the description gift okay and then the team will see that and use those funds to put it towards the gift giving so next week bring a backpack or you can give um with cash or um, electronically and then we have only one more service for the year after that so that's the 18th of December um, will be our last Sunday meeting here so Christmas Day and New Year's Day we won't have a service um, so use that time to be with family or get with someone who you know is alone don't let people go alone over that period. It can be an isolating time if they have no one. So as the church, let's just, just keep in mind who that might be that we can visit or, you know, deliver a meal to or spend time with. So um, 18th of December is our last service and then Christmas, New Year's, and then we'll have a great 2023, okay? So that's all the announcements. Everyone is dismissed. Have a great Sunday. Grab some coffee. Um, and we'll see you next week.